Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 267, Fast 5, Lap 12. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, And this episode is brought to you by Vibra Energia. Their energy vibrates towards the future for all your Brazilian diesel needs. Check out Vibra Energia. Well, shout out to Vibra Energia and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever with us tonight to continue her lap-long journey on this very podcast. We have Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Hello, Montez. Hello, family. How are you doing this evening, Ms. Montez? It's a... It's been a journey. I cannot tell you how many times I have actually watched this movie. And okay. more than once, though. Wait, wait. When you say when, you, how many times you've actually watched this movie? Do you mean like in the last two yeah. weeks or like in your no, life? In my life. Okay. Okay. I hate to tell you, this one is very forgettable. So that it's forgettable. is crazy okay. because this is almost universally considered the best, like hands down, like not even a little bit. I was watching it this time. And I was thinking to myself, Joey, as I'm like putting it on, I was like, there is no way that any other of these films can touch no. how good this no. one is. That like that's what like that was the sentiment that I had watching it as it started this this round. So Montez, I gotta get in your broken brain because you love four, you don't like five. I don't understand what goes but before we get there, very <laughs> important question for you. We, the three of us, pull off an immaculate heist. We steal all the money we could ever want. We go to Rio. We go to Monte Carlo. We go to Las Vegas. We go to Atlantic City. Wherever we want to go. We go to the roulette table. And you're like, I'm going to put it all on. I'm just feeling real good. I want to double my money. Are you betting it all on red? Or are you betting it all on black? I'm going to put it all on black. Is there any reason for that? I like the color black. Okay. You are a goth girl. Yeah, good call. Yes, thank you. Thank you for uh, thank you for acknowledging. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm riding with you, lady. I I, d- black, black always. No, Joe. That's... No, 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 no. You have both because Gemini. That's it's established. You are both. You have both. You're the only person in the entire spreadsheet who has two little emojis there because Gemini nature. No, I meant black. Black as, as a in, color. <laughs> sure. Yes. As a color, as a clothing choice. Black always. Unlike it's a amber. It's a lifestyle. Black is the color of your energy. Exactly. What very, very exactly. little energy you have left as your old man of a husk at like 33 years old or whatever. Truth. All right. Before we talk about Fast Five and prove Montez wrong, Montez, you know what's coming. It is the Montez Minute recap. Oh, shit. Movies one, two, and four. Even better. Three, two, one, go. Uh, okay, so in the first one, we're eating tuna fish sandwiches. Um, we're falling in love with underage girls. We're falling in love with their brothers. Um, <laughs> we're we're letting them go at the end because we realize that we can't love either one of them. So we got to let them both go. Uh, okay. So that's one. Two. Um, mm, we're it's e- not really the first e- movie, but all right. That's fair enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, two. We're eating snacks. We're doing uh, crushed up what car derbies. Um, worst, uh, villain ever. I mean, just the, the weakest villain. Nobody's pockets are empty. Everybody's pockets are full of money. That's the second movie. What was the third movie? Four? Uh-huh. Your four. favorite. Supposedly your favorite of these movies so far. Four is when we get, uh, Vin Diesel doing his very classic, uh, Sherlock Holmes impression where he is just recreating things. Letty's dead. Uh, yep. Brian comes back into the picture. Mia somehow magically forgives him. Dom magically forgives him. The thruple is back together. Do I need to do the fifth one too? No, no, no. You'll do the fifth one next time, whether <sighs> you remember it or not. You did great. That you you were speedy. You were to the point. This was I felt, awesome. I felt like I was under the uh, I was under the time crunch there. I was trying to get it in. It was the Seinfeld where where they have the light on you, and he's like, "It's a little hot in here." And he's like, no, I'm "Pretty comfortable." I'll sweat. <laughs> You're sweating more than Mr. Dwayne Johnson as Lucas Rebecca Hobbs. You don't know his middle name yet, but Lucas Rebecca Hobbs here in Fast Five. So now Montez, what the fuck? How okay, do you no, not let, like this listen. movie? 
it's not that I don't okay, it's not that I don't like this movie. I have okay. I don't have any problems with this movie. I so when I was younger, I used to have like a sick movie. I would watch a movie while I was sick and I would watch it so many times. It was legend. That I, would, I would forget that I'd watch it. Actually, it was Twelve Monkeys and Seven. Oh, so you just okay. have you you love nineteen ninety five Brad Pitt. I mean, who doesn't? Come on. I agree. I absolutely. But it is weird that both those movies came out that year and both star him. But okay, continue. Yeah. So I watched them so much that every time I was sick, I'm like, man, I've never seen this movie before. And I'd pop it in and be like, oh, I've seen this movie. That's how I feel about this movie. I've seen it so many times that like my brain has melded this movie with the Italian job. Do you not like the Italian job? No, I love the Italian job. Have you seen the original? I have not seen the original. It's actually good as opposed to the new one which is not good i love the new one don't even start to slander it come on i mean i like the new one because i haven't seen the original but so it's not that i don't like this movie it's that there was a lot going on in this movie and i think in my brain this movie and the italian job came out at the exact same time so the the exact same movie no they came out almost a decade apart i know there was a there was a news item that we found that we have not been able to refine that supposedly the original script for this was called the Brazilian Job. It was a sequel to the Italian Job. You've probably heard us talk about that on the podcast before in the episodes you've talked about or you've you've listened. Yep. It does kind of feel like a heist. I consider it more the Ocean's Eleven, more kind of the Avengers than the Italian Job, mostly because I don't like the Italian Job. But I don't think these movies are really anything alike. I mean, other than they're both heist movies in an international, like, in other countries. Like, it's... I, yeah, I sure. think it's just the heist. The heist and the cars dragging things and the Jonah just did 25 heist movies. Like, we know that heist movies are very <laughs> yeah. wa- widespread. So I don't have a problem with this movie. I just want to throw that out there before anybody comes for me. My, I have two pages full of notes. So more than just your are box. Are these boxed or are they not boxed? Yeah. It got a little chaotic. Okay. It started out as boxes, and then the boxes got bigger, and then it turned into two pages. That's fascinating. Is that more notes than you've taken on the first three movies combined? It sounds like it yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. Where do yeah. you want to start? Because we got we got to do the most Dom moment. We don't have to do that right now, unless you want to start there. But what do you what do you want to talk about first? Where do you want to go? Fast five. Why is it forgettable? Things you like, things you don't like, things you're confused about, or most Dom moment. Whatever you want to go, we will start. Man, I mean, I hate to say it, but I still got more questions. Okay. Okay. I just keep coming up with these questions, man. No, it's okay. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I While you ha- look at the notes, Montez, yeah. I want to give Joe and our listeners an update. Joe got a new update from Amazon on the Xbox. Now expected, because it's supposed to be here tonight by 8 o'clock. It's now 8.15. Okay? Yes. Now expected November 23rd, which is tomorrow, to November 29th. So they have extended the window out. We're very sorry your delivery is late. If you've not received your package by November 29th, you can come back here the next day for a refund oh they're trying to wait you out they're, you're playing chicken now mm-hmm. we had seen when joey searched the tracking number that it just was like label generated in china mm-hmm. like that this thing hasn't even hit there no box has been delivered to any character no i'm taking a guess you're not getting i don't this think i am night. either but not tomorrow night at least let me just check the USPS tracking number. Label created, not yet in system. So, yeah, okay, cool. You know, you know, coming from China takes three to five days. Anyway, Montez, exactly. please go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see here. I'm going to start with my uh, my love. Oh, you're not going questions. You're going love. Okay, go for love. I was, I, it's just so many questions. I'll, I'll save those for the end. So okay. I love that The Rock called Vin Diesel boy. And perhaps it's because I spent... The past weekend when I watched this movie, p- doing nothing but playing the new God of War. Okay. Okay. It really spoke to me. In your mind, Dom is like the little boy in God of War who just shouts answers before you can even take in the puzzle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Poor Atreus. I like that in what's widely considered the best Fast and Furious movie, a franchise, all, I will say, all three of us love, your number one note is, I like that The Rock calls him boy. Yeah. Not that they have an ultimate heist. Not that Donza Kaduro makes you cry with happiness. Not that that... The Rock just shows up and he's awesome throughout the whole movie. Just that he uses the word boy. So do you not like Vin or do you just like the the, the power dynamic, the difference? No, I just just thought it was funny. I love Vin Diesel. Okay, good. I mean, I think I've told you this before. I 
have zero shame. I love the movie The Pacifier. Are we doing okay. The Pacifier? I think that we are. We are. Okay, yes. In I February. Love, yes, I love we're that. getting there eventually. Uh, okay, let's see. I'm trying to read my handwriting because I was scribbling so fur- furiously this time. Um, when Dom sighs because the guy didn't die. I even remember which scene this was, but I wrote down that I loved that because he's just like pissed that the guy didn't die when he tried to kill him. I don't want to see Dom do a murder on screen. Joey, how would you feel about that? If Dom Haven't we just... seen him do murders? Like, not like cold-blooded murders, but like they're shooting guns at like no, meaningless yeah, thugs and stuff. That, but I mean like, do you want to see like Dom like hand-to-hand combat, knife in ribs? No, but I think that I think that would be a, a point of no return because I think that between this fight and the Statham fight in Seven, spoilers... I think those are the things that he would be like, he's got the most anger in him for one reason or another. I also don't really fully understand why he hates The Rock as much as he does in this, or why The Rock hates them, or why they're after. Like, a lot of the personal grudges, even, like, throwing in Hernan Reyes here, like, it feels like everything here is personal, like Roman was saying, but in a way that, like, it shouldn't be. Like, I get the Combos and Braga thing because, like, Letty, right? Like, there's that. Yes, yes. This is just, like, everyone's so angry for just no real reason. Yeah, I... You're right. But they sell the gravity and the personal vendetta very, very well, like, acting-wise, I think. But you're right. Like, there's absolutely no reason I'm not saying it as a knock against the movie. I'm just saying in terms of, like, where we have a fight here almost to the death where Dom, if he, you know, instead of smashing next to The Rock's head, next to Hobbs' head, hits him in the head, kills him, different trajectory for the franchise altogether – like, that fight has so much intensity and passion for no real reason, other than, like, cop and criminal. Yeah, pretty much. So, I don't know. Anyway, okay, Montez, keep going. Okay. That's that's all I had in my love section. I was tr- I tried to keep it short, and then my questions just got the better of me. Did you write in, like, 35-point font if you had six pages of notes and that was all you had in your like section? Or did that was that just a giant empty quadrant? All my questions are just... I mean, it, it became, like, two pages of questions. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. That makes sense. So my hate is actually, it's funny. So when I watch this, I watch this with my cousin Michael again. Oh, actually, with that in mind, sorry to interrupt you once again, but shout out to <laughs> Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Clay. I feel like we're on, like, a game show, and you said the magic word. Like, we're on PD. Yep. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. You said Michael Gallier, so shout out to Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Ooh. Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, West Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renato, Dee Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton Oof. of the Kings of Sports, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, and Jessica Collins, yourself. A.K.A. Thank you all for supporting the five. I like the game show delivery of that. You changed your your normal pitch. I gotta do something, man. That was more fun. That was a lot better. I I I really like that one. Not that the other one's bad or anything. Just like I like the fun. You do the same thing two hundred times in a row. It's not good, you know. You had like a nice like little beat going there. You know, it worked well. So Montez, you you watch this with your cousin, of course. Yes, and I hate that in real life now because of him. Uh, I say I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah we I, definitely I do. Hate, I do it I all the time. He asks me now if I want something to eat, and I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. Um, hungry. <laughs> um, the other thing that I actually d- did dislike about this movie, and maybe it's just because my brain, when it hears something repeatedly, it gets on my nerves. They repeated the lines "had to make a call" so many times in this movie. It's a callback. It's a motif. Hate it. Cinema. Too much. Callback to what? Just like the, the, earlier in the movie? Well, they say, like, are you saying like in the first like 15 minutes, how they say it three times? Yeah, that and then it just keeps going. Does it? Yeah. It keeps going like hmm. the rest of the movie. That and, I've never noticed and the, uh, and the, uh, did he grab that ass or did he slap it? Well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a running joke. Yes, the, the running joke. Sure. <sighs> okay. Um, I like that you're out of so breath. So you just right. hate you're running just like, running jokes. I know, I know. Um, okay, my most Montez, dumb- good, yeah. good news for you. These writers do not watch the previous movies before they write a script. Even though it's Chris Morgan writing every movie basically for a long time, they're like, "Hey, remember what we did in the last movie? Me neither. Let's just Let's write something go. brand new." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, I've got my most dumb moment. 
I'm just like going down the list here. All right, let's, let's send let's, it. Yeah, do, we'll get do into the most it. Most on them. We'll do that right. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like my most on moment was uh, when Han came in to save the heist. Oh, when you mean like when he bumps in, in the in the cop car? Yep. Okay. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I like that you went outside the box and did not pick an actual Dom moment. I like that. That's that's a it's a very Dom moment of your own. Thank you. Thank you. I think I got the most Dom moment, and it's a very very obvious one. I have written down seven. I'm sure yours is in there, and I wrote down after it because obviously. But please hit us with your most Dom moment. It has to be when he lets Vince come back and and tells him to say grace and like gives him a seat back, right? I I have that's not my obviously one, but I do have that. I I originally wrote down most dumb moment when he invites Vince back to the warehouse, but then I'm like, wait a minute, we don't see him do that. This is a first movie oh. all over again. But 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 he does like welcome him back in. Like Vince shows up, he's just like, hey, grab that's a plate. That's what I said. So yes. I specifically did this so you wouldn't be upset this time. Yes. That it's when he sees him, says, you can come in, but you have to say grace, which yes. is a real scene from this movie, not implied. Yeah. I was th- I thought the most the obvious one, because that is I think that's one of the Hallmark Don moments in this movie for sure. I also, after everything especially, right? I also think early in the movie, defending Vince against Brian's accusations kind of I like a – inverse of the first movie, you know, like, hey, they're family, like, we're not going to call them out, we trust people here, right? Yep, exactly. I thought your obvious one was going to be, this is Brazil, because that's, you know, just (laughs) classic. Yeah, that that it's a classic Dom moment, I agree, but it's not, like, a Dom moment, if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a classic Vin Dom being yes. in these movies yes. mo- moment, but not like something that I think exhibits what Dom Toretto exudes. In, in the Matrix, the residual self-image, that's the residual Dom image. Like when you think of Dom, you probably either think of him from the race in the first, you, you almost had me, you never had me, yeah. or that, right? Like those are the two, when you probably Google image search Dom Toretto, those are the two that come up probably, I would guess. I would guess too, yeah. Makes um, sense. I also think letting Brian win the million dollar quarter mile, very Dom, because very, family. Very, very Dom. Yeah, he well, he's actually like giving his sister a million dollars. So. Yes. Speaking of a sister, I think Mia has a dumb moment where she refuses to let the, the family split up again. Like when the three of them go through the sewers and they get out, and Dom's like, "All right, we got to split up," and Brian's like, "Yeah, Dom's right," and she's like, "I'm pregnant. Like, I'm not going to lose you guys again." I think it was a very family first. Yes. Um, no, final two. Okay. Most of my notes in 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 this lap are just the most dumb moments. Number one. The one I like, it's kind of the whole sequence, but him saying, O'Connor, let's go get some cars, go into the race, the bravado at the race, winning off screen, just like, that's it. But I think the most Dom moment, it's not really a thing he does as much as it is just like the way that he's presented, but when we first see him in this movie after the initial, you know, end of four, beginning of five, like overlap, whatever, when he laser cuts through the train car and just like kind of appears on screen like resurrected like back in the wild with the cross on i'm like that's kind of cool like just there to, to get the job done to save the day you know i think that's a pretty solid dom moment i agree that was a good list that was a really really good list i agree with you i had a couple of those thinking as possibilities for me so we were I do on like the, the vince one a lot because the vince one welcoming back in after everything he did after putting mia in jeopardy just like no man he's family yeah third I grade guess. Montez, did you believe Mia's pregnancy as a woman who has who has been pregnant twice at least now? Did have you did you believe her pregnancy? Like, which did she sell it as a mom? Did she have the like mom glow, the vibe? That's more what I'm getting at. Like, not like, do you believe her goofy rounded belly bump? Like, do you believe? I don't know, man. Her... I, I hated being pregnant. Everything. Really? And Montez, as a woman, are you hashtag boycotting Tampax? Um, Why? Wait. Oh, you didn't see this yesterday? Because of the tweet that said, like, you're in her you're DMs. You're in their DMs. We're in them. We are not the same. And then they quote tweeted saying, refusing to let Twitter shut down before we shared this tweet. It's just like, <laughs> boy, okay. I, I'm not a woman. I don't buy Tampax and probably never will. But I don't think that that was like the worst like they were just trying to be edgy and it didn't work well i don't think they were like well it's perfect for for elon musk's edgelord twitter i get that but it's also like yeah "Mm, it's not great but anyway it's tasteless it's not like offensive yes i read one article just like this is kind of extreme like the 
the take that I read on. I'm just like, okay, that's okay. I I hear you, but it's just, but it's still like that. I would I would not have tweeted that. No, same. And for all those times that we're like, man, this movie feels like it was a bunch of old white dudes in suits in a in like a boardroom meeting. That's the complete opposite. If if two people had read that before they clicked send, I'm concerned. Yeah, you're right. It was like one teenager was like, yep. And like sent it and was like, oh shit. Send it. And then we're going to quote, we're going to double down. We're going to quote <laughs> tweet and be like, this tweet was so good. We've had it. We've waited. And then they replied to someone like, you know, when do you think? Like, yeah. And then a while, like, yeah, since last period. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, this has to be like a 15 year old boy, right? Like, that they just like, like get a hold of Tim Peck's thing. Like, their, their social media. There's no way it could be anything else than that. Oh my God. So Montez, I do have a genuine question for you. I know that like it's the about the, about the pregnancy. We're not we're not like straying here, but I think I would like to hear if you have more thoughts on Joe's question. But also, the thing that drives me crazy, and I understand why they do it, because I think it's one of the very few visual things that a movie can do early on in pregnancy. But it feels like every movie that's revealing a character is pregnant has her go to the bathroom and throw up. It's like because it's like it's like oh my god, she's sick. That's the only way you know that your sim is pregnant. Oh. Your sim gets pregnant and she, she immediately goes in the bathroom and pukes. I personally never threw up either of Ever. my pregnancies. So you got I, from what I hear, you got very lucky. Yeah, I was very lucky. Although after both of them, I did end up getting food poisoning really bad after both of them, and then threw up profusely. But not due to the pregnancy. Not due to the pregnancy. If so, my question to you is that if you were writing a movie. You've you've seen a movie. I'm or two. Ju- I'm just thinking this, Joey. I hope you're going where I'm going. Are there going. other ways that you would demonstrate no. that a woman is pregnant other than having her throw up? Like without being like, because it's either like it's that or like peeing on a stick and being like, oh my god, and like crying and like like that, like that kind of scene. Like, yeah, hands is... hands in face on toilet seat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are there like are there other visual things? I feel like if there were, we would see them. But it drives me crazy that just like she throws up and then Vince's wife or girlfriend is just like, does he know? And she goes, no, he doesn't know yet. I mean, like it could have been like maybe she had a bad tuna sandwich. This is what I was. This is what I was hoping for. If I was writing a movie, every woman in my movie would exhibit some type of thing that would make you think they were pregnant, but it would not be pregnancy. Yeah. It would just be like, oh, she has the flu, or like food poisoning. She was just sad, sad on the toilet. <laughs> like she's buying diapers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like for like her sister, and like, but they would all be like reveals later. That, like, none of these women are pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, or, like, she just needed to take a nap because she had mono. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, some guy comes up and, like, rubs this, like, rubs another woman's belly. It's like, oh, man, it's so good to see you. And it's like, no, that's just how they say hi. Or, you know, like, just (laughs) all kinds of weird things (laughs) that would cue you in, but, like, are totally not what's happening in my movie. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you know. You could always just wait five months and see what happens. I think you would know before five months, but I, I will let you. You're, you're more of an expert here in this field than I would. But I just feel like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert. You've had two more babies than me and Joe combined. That's so you, you've true. put in your 10,000 hours of <laughs> mothering. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. But I'm with you. It, it irritates me, too, that every time somebody's It just pregnant, feels lazy, right? Like It just like, feels oh, like, I get it, but also, come on. It's like, that doesn't actually happen to everybody, but, you know, whatever. I get it. It's men white writing women's parts. Mm-hmm. I get it. That's, I'm sure that that's exactly what it is. That's why Joey and I were like, is it just you just puke, and then that's how we know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I much. guess that's the only time women ever puke. I, I, I don't know. The uh, only time I ever threw up was when I drank too much. Uh, or, or food poisoning, Or food apparently. poisoning, yeah. The Rock gets the fuck. I did he write does? that He does. He does. Says, stay the fuck out of my way. In his first Bobby. scene on film, in too, in the, in the franchise. Scene, yeah. I thought that was pretty ballsy. Um, that facial hair was terrible, though. You don't like the goatee? I just thought it looked stupid. I think I've probably asked you this. We've asked you this before on the show. But, like, which movies that we have not gotten to yet have you not seen? I have not seen past. So I haven't seen eight, nine. Hobbs and Shaw. I've seen Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, so eight and nine. Okay. okay, so you're yeah. okay. So you've seen most of the Rock. How does the Rock in this movie? How does the Hobbs portrayal in this movie compare in your mind to other Hobbs? Because that character goes through a transformation. 
Um, and there's a real kind of division between the way he's playing it now and the way he will eventually play it. But how do you think of him compared to kind of where he will go? And like you haven't kind of seen maybe silliest Hobbs yet. I mean, Hobbs and Shaw is up there, but Aiton Hobbs and Shaw, like those are the, the big ones. But like, do you like this button down military guy? Do you like when he gets a little bit softer? Like what what do you think? What's your sweet spot in terms of how The Rock portrays Hobbs? I feel like the way he's portrayed in this movie is a little too aggressive too aggressive okay, okay. It's like tr- it's like trying a little too hard it's almost like they needed him to be like if if dom is the embodiment of like family then mm-hmm. he needed to be the polar opposite of that of we're just gonna be super strict it's all about you know work it's all about you know doing what's right as far as you know the government at- his character was just like his character was very stereotypical in this one. I felt like he is a military man by the book, all numbers, like yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else. What else do this I? This does have? not feel like two pages of notes, Montez. I'm no, with Joe. Like, how I'm, big is your handwriting? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to pace myself here. Um, I do want to say. Uh, okay, I'm. I'm to my other thoughts now. So we did love. We did hate. We yep. did dumb moment. Yep. Who got the fuck? We got other thoughts and we got questions still to come. Yeah. So okay. Um. Some of my other thoughts were, um. You know, because I've been equating all of these to a child, mo- a child's movie. Roman. Oh, did your did your son watch this one or no? Has he, he watched not. any of them since last time? He hasn't. I'm I'm really waiting for him to watch Tokyo Drift because I think he's gonna love it. Okay. 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 Makes sense. Because yeah. he loves uh he loves pretending like his cars are drifting. He likes to pretend yep. like he himself is drifting when he's running. Um, he even has the screeching tires. I don't think he understands that he's a child, but he thinks he's a car sometimes. Skirt! Yes, I he it. really does that. I know. So do it's I. So That's funny. why I knew exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> um, Roman is like Buzz Lightyear because um, he's continuously Ooh. narrating to no one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I, I like that. So I don't know if you notice that the next time you watch this movie, um, he's kind of just like narrating to himself. Nobody's well, he's kind of like the, the audience around. surrogate, right? Like he's saying yeah. what we're thinking. Yeah. But I do like that you compared him to Buzz Lightyear. That makes me really happy. Yeah. Uh, we went from Vince not being able to read in the first movie, and now he speaks multiple languages. True. There, I mean, that doesn't mean he doesn't know, he knows how to read. That's true. He probably still doesn't. Ind- independent skill sets. <laughs> All right. Yes, my writing. Well, my writing isn't big. I'm I'm to my last page of notes here. Uh, my writing isn't big. It's just like all over the place. I'll send you guys a picture. I also am highlighting as I'm going through all of these so I don't miss anything. Um, okay. I, I would like to say at the end of the movie, I'm glad that at least Tej went straight with his money and, you know, opened himself up a shop. Okay. Yeah. 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 I do like that he has a garage. I noticed that it had a phone number this time, Joey. And then I like looked at it and it was just a 555 number. And Lazy. I know that, you know. Well, I know that when we get to the minute in 17 years that I'm going to be curious who picked the last four numbers because it was like it wasn't like five, 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 one, two, three, four. Right. You know what? I You know, what drove me crazy this week. I saw she what? said the new New York Times movie or the movie about the New York Times exposing the Harvey Weinstein scandal. And like, oh, OK, it's based on real. I mean, they, they might have combined characters. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the real people, like in terms of like the reporters. Yes. But it's based yeah. on real reporters, real reporting. You know, they they did all the interviews. They had the actual survivors, all that stuff. And at one point, Zoe Kazan's character gives her business card to one of the people. She's like, if you want to change your mind, give me a call. And they show it. And the phone number is like 917-555. It's like, no, the New York Times has like a publicly listed phone number. Just like put like the main switchboard on there. Like just, you can still get like, uh... I saw them just like, this feels like for a movie that's striving to be like accurate and representational. It's just like, why would you put a 555 number on a thing that like is a publicly listed phone number? Yeah, but I guess he like probably wouldn't want people to like call also, them. But no one's going to call. No one's, first of all, no we, one's. We've actually, said. we've done market, we've done market research. Nobody calls these numbers in the movies. No one calls, no one saw she said, and no one who's seeing she said is like, ooh, I'm going to call that phone number in that movie. And if it, ru- it rings to like, this is the New York Times switchboard, enter your party's exactly. extension, it would just be like, you'd hang up. Like, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Drove me crazy. Anyway. Fair. Back on brand, Montez, go. Uh, I feel like this is the longest bridge in the world. Um, we, I know we have yet to get to the longest runway. 
Roman at the end very soon. is wearing the shittiest cut suit I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yes, the yes. The suit is god-awful. It's like early 2000s baggy and I oversized. Was, I was just thinking about that recently. Like, we talked about um, I had to get a new suit, and I was thinking about how, like, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, when, the like, the huge baggy suits were a thing, I was like, ugh, yuck. Like, I can't believe we actually lived through that and have to deal with it. It's really funny how, like, some things, like, go out of style, come back in style. I don't know if that's ever – I mean, it, it could. It might never it come did. back. But Bieber like, did it, like, not long ago. Bieber had, like, a super oversized suit. And so did uh, Ellen Page, Elliot Page, when he was at some award show. I, I mean, like, if you do, like, the, the David Byrne, like, like, you know, that looks good. But also, like, it's just funny that you look back at, like, the 50s and, like, the very, like, sort of slim – I mean, like, the, the cut and everything changed. But, like, a slim suit with a slim tie, like, always looks good, mostly, Always right? looks good. Always so, looks good. Yeah, I agree. It's wild. But, yeah, Montez, that suit's trash. Yeah, suit is trash. He's he's a 10 millionaire, 10 times over millionaire. Can't get a damn of... tailor. Feels very on brand for Roman, though, right? He's got room for snacks in his pockets. Yeah, that, that he would like be worth ten million and just go buy a really expensive suit, but like off the rack and not well, get we it know fitted. that he, you know, in six, in six, right when they're in, yeah, in England, and he's asking for you know the the vending machine because he like that's how you stay a millionaire. Like he's being cheap, so it kind of makes sense that he is frugal and not good at spending money, even though he does you know make a chic an offer he couldn't refuse. Exactly. Now I'm now I'm to my random ass questions. Go for it. What the fuck's up with the cafe? Montez, you can't just keep asking the same question every single time. We don't have new answers. Listen, I did that one as a joke. Um, okay. <laughs> how much? <laughs> one of the things that I did think about in this movie, I, I thought that how much money and damages is happening. It feels like I was watching the Avengers, where they're just like wrecking this place. A place that doesn't have probably mm-hmm. very good infrastructure to fix these roads anyway. I think Brazil's doing pretty weird. So I, I imagine it would be a significant cost for them to try to rebuild this. We'd probably have had to have sent aid from America. So yeah, I I, th- I think it's pretty bad. It's, it's pretty devastating. I would hate this if I was just, you know, living there and now all of a sudden my bank is gone... My bus stop is gone. Like, everything that existed that I knew is just destroyed. It'd be pretty miserable. So according to the website her.ie, I have no idea what this website is, they went through and they analyzed the amount of money, the total cost of damage caused in the Fast and Furious movies has been tallied. Okay. And for Fast Five, they estimate $20 million worth of damage, most of that coming from volleying an entire bank safe around the streets of Rio... And then later movies, I guess this is before Fate, so they have up through seven, but six and seven both have much, much higher. This just feels, because it feels like street level. Like, you watch, like, a Marvel movie, and you're like, oh, they're fighting outer space. I don't know what that means. But, like, you see, like, Daredevil, like, on the street, like, going through, like, a glass window. You're like, oh, I know how much that costs, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you, 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 like, the, almost like the crazy taxi. Like, you're seeing, like, you're just, like, dollar signs, like, popping up. Like, oh, I, I know what that costs. So... You know, like Fast and Furious 6, 200 million. Fast 5, yeah. just 20 million. But, like, it's a very practical 20 million. Like, we know where that money's going. I also feel like this is the first one. And maybe I'm trying to look at this from a perspective of I'm watching them again with fresh eyes. I feel like this is the first one where there are tons of people, like, dying. Just, like, random people dying. That, yeah. I think that this, because this is, like, the very first, like, action movie one. So you have, like, a lot of just, like. Yeah extra casualties on the side that like are people that like don't really matter like i mean joey and i talk about when we were doing the minute and two that like we have the like guy get run over by the tractor trailers and everybody's like hey eh, whatever but like this one yes there's like probably a lot of civilian death and just like random like goons and shit that they're like shooting yeah at. yeah that's uh that's literally all i got it's a small piece of paper there is a line early in this movie that doesn't make any sense to me when okay. Dom and Brian are captured by Reyes and they're being almost tortured, like Reyes is interrogating them, they're not giving anything up. The right? hands above the head thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Brian says to Reyes, quote, this roofing plastic says you're full of shit. 
I don't know what that means. Oh, do you have a little bit more context? No. Do you have a little bit more on the Didn't front go or back. back? Don't remember. Saving it for next time. This roofing plastic says you're full of shit. And I was like, huh? Later in the movie, when Brian is dragging the safe, he just says, you bastard, to a biker. And I'm like, these are like weird. Like, they're not at, like, that might have been ad lib. This roofing plastic says you're full of shit is very clearly a written line. I don't know what it, and I feel like Reyes doesn't even respond to it. He's just like, what? Okay, going to move on. Is he saying, like, where are they at? They're at, like, his warehouse, right? They're in, I don't know if they're in his warehouse. They're in one of his spaces, because he's got places all over the city. Okay, so I'm saying, like, Brian is trying to imply, like, oh, you're such a big shot, but, like, your warehouse is crumbling. Like, this is all a facade. I like that. That's a very good reading. I appreciate that. Okay. That's what I, that's what I parse from this asked and answered i like that yeah i don't know if that's true and that's like a that's big a much, I, stretch i spent a minute or two thinking about it i didn't spend a lot of time but that's a much better explanation than anything that i came up with what did you what were you i thinking? got nothing what i had th- nothing i had nothing really yeah okay i was just like this is weird i also do want to say in that scene i i admire the restraint dom shows we know how much dom Trotto loves a headbutt he could have headbutted reyes there and he doesn't like there's restraint that he shows which is commendable for dom yeah i also think he knew that like in a vulnerable position he can't headbutt him because like probably brian would have got killed yeah so it's probably calculated you know probably. what i mean like yeah but still he's a hothead yes he loves is. using he that hothead to smash into things with that head so. it was it was great watching it this time now that you brought that up because that scene immediately is is immediately preceded by them jumping off the thing, and both of those were two things that I've had from watch, like two comments of scenes that I think were stolen from either Triple X or Pitch Black, right? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And like, it's like the like it's, they're like fl- I didn't realize that those scenes were like back to back. That I like I brought up that Dom loves having his hands over his head tied up like he's crucified, and he also jumps off the bridge into the water in what Triple X. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and to have them like side by side, it's like he's like, oh yeah, let's use those other scenes from my last movies, real quick, and then he like does them, and he's like, okay, back to Fast and Furious. Yeah, could be, very well, could be. I've got a couple other notes, but before I get there, Joe, anything you noticed this time around? No, I was cutting them in as we were going, like those were as I was as I was doing. I think that even though it's true and leads to an ultimate compliment, I think it's kind of shitty of Hobbs to bring up Elena's dead husband in the first thing he says to her. Like, she's like, why'd you yeah. want me? It's like, oh, remember when your when your husband died? That man you loved? Remember when he got killed and you're like, I'm going to become a cop? Uh, I like that. It's just like, dude, like, you just met. Don't bring up her dead husband. Yeah, and you can, like, kind of tiptoe around that, too. I get that that's, like... That's delivery specifically for us, right? To be like, oh, she has a dead husband. Yes. She has a dead husband. This guy admire, like, she's competent, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a movie thing. But I'm just like, dude, better way to get around that. Please. Yeah, if I was like, hey, Joey, glad to hear your pet died. How does that make you feel? You know, you'd be like, what the fuck? You really like, bounce what? back after that really well. Just like, yeah. There's other ways to say that, but right? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, sorry, I heard about your husband. Apparently, he was a great cop here. And, like, I respect his loyalty or whatever whatever right yeah um going back to what Montez said about did you grab that ass you smack that ass you grab it i think roman is a little too quick to grab giselle's bathing suit bottom to quote unquote see it when han brings it back he's like we got the handprint he's like where and then giselle shines the black light on it like roman immediately goes to grab it i'm like dude that's a little creepy just like a little pervy it's just like a little pervy Actually, back, Elena said husband, I think it would have been fun, nice little Easter egg, if the photos of her dead husband, instead of just being like a Brazilian actor that we don't know, were Chris Hemsworth, because she and Chris Hemsworth were married by the time this movie came out, Um, and it just would have been funny, like, oh shit, wait, why is Chris Hemsworth there? Oh, they're married, that's interesting. Made me wonder, do you think he watches these movies? Has he seen every movie, or just the three or four that she's been in? Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. How many of these movies do you think Chris Hemsworth has seen? What What are we setting the over under at? Well, so there's ten, right? Five. How so many like, is she in? No, no, no. She's Ooh, in okay. four. So she's in five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so it's, so let's set it at uh, four and a half. Has he seen one movie she's not in? Yeah, I think he has. I Montez? think he's at least seen like the original yeah. one, at least. Yeah, most definitely. Do you think he's seen all ten? No. 
Do you think I he's seen, okay, like a serious sort of tough over under seven and a half, over under seven and a half. Has oh. he seen four of the six she is not in? No. That seems like a lot. I think he saw the first one and all the ones that she was in. Maybe Tokyo Drift, like, at some point. Montez, over under seven and a half? Seven and a half feels like a lot. I feel like it's it. You're not wrong. It is a lot. I think number one, it's another major franchise. Like he's in a major franchise. Like he's in you know Marvel, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. He might want to just keep up with the Joneses in that regard. Number two, I also think he just might have downtime on set or like on plane somewhere. He's like, oh, let me throw this on. But it is. I I don't. I don't know what I don't know if he would be watching these movies. If he could watch anything, would he be watching these? That's what I'm saying. And in like. I know it's different for everyone, but this is one of these things where, like, if I was an actor, the last thing I'd want to do when I'm, like, trying to relax is, like, watch a movie. Because it would it would be, like, that thing, like, when they ask, like, football players, like, do you ever watch, like, what were you doing on Sunday? And they're like, dude, I don't watch football if right. I'm not playing. You know, like, that's, like, I don't want to watch work. Well, so here's right? the thing. Do you think, because obviously if they got married in 2010, they were dating presumably for at least a year or more before that. Do you think when she got the part, they sat down, were like, let's watch the first four. Let's see where they're at. Mm, mm. Like as market, re- no, I don't Not think as market research, just as like, as like character research, just like, Hey, I'm, That's I'm, what I mean. I'm entering this franchise as a new character. You know, my boss is going to be played by the rock. He's new to the franchise too. But like, I don't know who these characters are. Let's, let's see what they are. I think she might've, I don't know if he would have though, but maybe. And I don't even think she necessarily needed to. Like, that's not, like, a necessity to me. Like, I think that you could even get away with it being, like, Hobbs. Or, uh, no, especially when, as we've established, the characterization is dead husband, right? Yeah. The, yeah ex- yes, yes, yes. But I'm saying, like, it's, like, hard-nosed cop hot. Like, it's in the script. The script is telling her what these characters are. It's like, oh, he's Old Testament, Wrath of God type shit. And you're like, okay, yeah, like... If she's reading the script, it's, like, cueing her in on, like, who this is anyway. Like, she doesn't need to, like, actually watch or, like, learn what these characters are. We figure it out. (laughs) The movies are written so that you can watch either one of any of them first, right? So, like, if you're reading the script, you'd be like, okay, yeah, this is, like, the doofy one. And, like, he's the Joker and whatever. Speaking of the Joker, my last note. What? In what order do you think Roman and Tej bought their CCXRs? Those are Koenigseggs? Are those Koenigseggs? Do they have the yes, end? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yep. Um, so Roman's like one of four in the Western Hemisphere. I'm get. I have a. I have a theory on how this played out. What in what order? How do you think? Who bought the car first? I think Tej had his first and probably snuck the one that Roman first went to go look at, and then Roman had to find one from a sheik. Interesting. Okay. You think of the opposite. I think Roman was like. Hey Tej, guess what? I'm flying to Abu Dhabi. I'm gonna see this car. It's all really cool. I'm gonna spend a lot of money on it. I think I get, like just bragging about it. And Tej's like, "All right, I'm just gonna go buy one." Okay, because <laughs> just... it's gonna drive him crazy. That's hilarious, and that's a petty level that I would do to piss off my friend. If we if we both had the ability to buy one of these cars to annoy him, yes, that would be hilarious. Because it's it just it's weird that like they both I, I understand that like there it's a very rare exclusive car but there's a lot of rare exclusive cars right like it doesn't have to be that yeah. one specifically you know what this you know what this is this is the most Italian job part of this whole movie this is the the I bought everybody else's things that I wanted at the at the end I can I think there's like an off screen bit where like Te, like Roman's like Tej what would you buy and he's like I know exactly the car I'd buy and he like lists it and then and then your your part is true and then like Roman's like you know what Tej I found one of those I'm gonna go buy it I made a chic an offer and then Tej is like oh this motherfucker like he can't not only steal my idea but then execute it and buy the car too so then Tej bought one and was like yeah I have one anyways don't worry about it yeah fair fair enough all day on my Facebook Reels, I was getting nothing but videos of GT3 RSs on my Reels, not realizing that a GT3 RS is the blue portion this movie. Oh, okay. 
so like I would just happen to be getting this exact model of car all over my reels today and like multiple versions of it usually it's like some ferrari some lambos some paganis whatever right like all different types of supercar hypercar whatever it was specifically this model all day today so i don't know if they were reading our google docs or what but it must be montas any other thoughts any other notes about fast five uh no other thoughts no other notes then let's play this ain't known 10 second race, aka Boy Do We Have a Podcast for You. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. This is where we go on Twitter.com, aka the Bird app, aka Elon Musk's new vanity project. And we yes. find any tweet from anyone <laughs> who's tweeting about the Fast and Furious, seeing, Joey. you know, suggesting that we get them. Yes. Oh, so Joey had like, had like a thought the other day like a, a week ago two weeks ago and he messages me and is like something about like what if twitter dies blah 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 we're talking i didn't think about the implications for that for this game so if you look at elon's feed elon's like twitter's never been stronger there's never been more people there's never been more blah blah blah. it's just like yeah yeah but you like literally three quarters of the people that used to work there no longer work there everyone who seems to know anything about it uh there's is quitting it seems that it was supposedly a 50 50 shot that it crashes during the world cup sometime my real issue like i I like Twitter for what it is a lot, but we book almost every person we don't know through Twitter. Yeah. And, like, that's not the same thing on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Like, Twitter is, like, where people, like, journalists especially live. So this show will be different if Twitter dies. But, you know, let's all go to Mastodon. Let's all figure out how to do that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. At SoulPopped, at Collectiva.Social. If you want to do that. All right. I'm going to review last episode's tweets. So <clears throat> I found assignment understander at 90 slow jam. He was live tweeting the movies. The one that I responded to was in asterisks, insufferable Vox writer, nerd guy voice, Leon Santos from the fast and furious film franchise are truly the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the 20 teens. And we said they are truly the unsung heroes of this franchise. Every movie without them is worse for it. Boy, do a podcast for you. I got a like and a response. Six points. Nice. Killing it. Yes. Brings me up to 59 and a half. You're at 77 right now. Okay. Okay. Joe, you found Nazim Myers replying to Expresso Show. Nazim says, I'm the biggest fan of the Fast and Furious franchise that I own all the movies on Blu-ray. And this picture of him with the movies. We said we are also giant fans. We hope you give us a chance to listen to our podcast. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nazim liked it. So one point to you. Let's go up to 78. Ooh, nice. Ray, it's genuinely rare that we both get points on the same Very. thing. Montez, I got some bad news for you. I don't, I don't, I don't. <clears throat> I, it's, it's not, it's not bad news. It's just new. Montez, you found Affogato Enjoyer at Uncooked Quinoa. Bullshit. No one likes the tuna here. Quote, well, I do. I said, boy, do we have a podcast for you. There's no crust in this one. And of course not. Montez could not be worse this game if she tried. It's, it's truly endearing. Do you guys like affogados? Do you know what they are? An affogato is a scoop of ice cream with a shot of espresso poured over it. Well, that sounds great. Dude, it's fucking incredible. Top tier. Yeah, so you just get, like, vanilla or chocolate, whatever kind of gelato, like, a nice, like, dolce de leche uh, ice cream. Mm-hmm. Works perfect for this. Shot of espresso, straight over top, spoon it out. You put it in, like, a like a coffee cup, like a normal-sized coffee cup, not, like, an espresso cup. Awesome. Highly yep. recommended. One of the greatest Italian inventions. Do it. If you're at home, give it a shot. If you cool. if you never had one, do you guys make your own espresso? I know you do your own cold brew, but do you, do you do like espresso too or no? Yeah, and to the best espresso making way at home, if you want to make espresso like the Italians, buy a mocha pot, M O K A or M O K A, whatever M O K A pot by Biglietti. That's the actual company. Buy one of those. Last forever. That's the only way that you need to make coffee at your house. Uh, and you just, it's an aluminum thing. Uh, it steams up through the bottom. How many it, of these do you think Justin Kleiman has? 
Oh no, Justin Kleiman has one, but he has like actual other espresso. Like this, it's not the so. It's the way the Italians have made coffee forever at home in Italy, and all the Italians that come here have one of these on their stove too. It's awesome. All the coffee drinkers say it's not like the best way to do anything. It's just the traditional way. Yeah, like every Italian grandmother has one of these and has made coffee this way for you know her entire existence. And probably has the same one that she bought when she like first left her house. Invented but, in 1933, she's you know she might have had it her entire life, literally. That, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I've seen ones that are like old as shit, like um, you know, 30, 50 years old that people still use. They're totally fine. But yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, but everybody, like you know, it's not the right temperature for coffee extract. It's it's like it's not the best version to do it, but it's the way that they all do it. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah, cool. in the Italians Mad at Food group, they, like, argue that this is, like, the only way to make coffee. And then everybody else is like, why don't you try these many ways? And they're like, shut up, Americans. You don't know what this is. So this episode's tweets, I have one and a bonus one. Um, Montez sent me hers. Joe, did you send me one yet or not yet? No, I didn't. I'm All right, Montez. You guys go. While Joe does his, please hit us with yours. Um, my... so from yesterday. So you got you got recency on your side. Yeah, so mine is, uh, uh, so this is like a bunch of little Hot Wheels and looks like a stop motion video. It says the Fast and the Furious 2001. After a good time racing, it's time to escape from the police. How do you want to respond to every underscore 993? Mon, does this, this is your opportunity to separate yourself from the back. <sighs> I there I'm not getting separated from the pack. Listen, I, I'm not. Well, you you are separate from the pack in that you have zero, <laughs> and the pack has points. <laughs> this is your chance to join the pack. I don't. I don't. What if I don't want to? What if I like being the underdog? You know. What if I like just you know? I think you've established yourself already as an underdog. I think there's this time for the underdog to rise up. <laughs> as Second my half comeback. As my dog just looked at me like, no, we're we're gonna stay here. This is episode four of ten for you this lap, so we are in the second period of this hockey game. It's time for you to make a splash. I can't think of anything clever oh, I right found now. A good t- I found a good tweet, but I can't. But I think the person's a shitbag, so I. Can't. I know that's what one of mine is. Did like, you feel like that too? Okay. So I've, I have one that I think I, would be an interesting person to have on the show. The other one, uh, Montez, we gotta say something, or do you want? We could just do the Boyd podcast for you. I think that's perfect. All right. Joe, while one. you did you find a real one or no? I did find one if you want me to do yes, it. Yes, please hit us with yours. I don't know what this actually is from, but I will explain the tweet after there. I just sent it to you. Let me try to find oh that's gonna take forever to scroll. Caitlin K-A-T-E-L-I-N at just listen Katie K-A-T-I five. Um I think it's like, you know, gifs from movies that she likes number 193 it's han and giselle we always talk about tokyo and it's just the gif of giselle sitting on han's lap as they're driving here and i think it's awesome and i want to be like this is probably our favorite scene of that movie too boy do we have a podcast for you so like the original tweet is good it's the ship of dreams challenge 365 days equals 365 ships. Every day, post one ship you love. Remember to say oh. where the ship is from so others can love it too. Caitlin says, I shall try. Probably going to go from love to like at some point. Gifts and pictures aren't mine, so credit to everyone who made them. Maybe I won't have to play catch up so much this time. Number one, Spencer and Cooper from Private Practices are number one. But number 193 is the one that is of particular note to us. Yes. Yeah, we, we ship them too and really wish one day we'd get a spinoff. We ship them too. We hope we get a spinoff one day, but of a podcast for you. Thank you. Perfect. So similarly, instead of looking for Han and Giselle, which I'm assuming is how you found this one, I was looking for Brian Mia Wedding. Brian Mia. I was just, and there's no tweets because I was like, I want to see. I actually didn't look at Han and Giselle for this one. I don't know. I, I was just looking at like something else. It wasn't big fan Fast Furious. It was not big fan Fast Furious. It it was it was definitely something else, but I forget what it was. It wasn't that. One of my favorite moments in these movies is in Seven when we see the secret flashback wedding to the Dom and Letty wedding that we didn't know about, right? And Letty's like, you know, 
I'm not ready to die yet. You ride, I ride. You fight, I fight. You die, I die, yeah. right? Like, and we see the wedding. Um, and I'm like, man, we, we don't get Brian and Mia. Like, we don't know if they were secretly married. We don't know if they would have had a wedding. We don't know, whatever. Like, I just want that for these characters. And I'm like, I wonder if anybody found that on, tw- you know, tweeted that out. And the answer is no. But then I was just like, how about Brian and Mia married? Just like different word. And what I found out is that Mia Sarah from Legend, right? Yep. Also from, she's Sloan in Ferris Bueller, uh, oh, is okay. married okay. to Jim Henson's son, Brian. So there was a real life sort of famous couple named Brian and Mia. Here Wasn't we go again. On Twitter. Brian Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> Man, that first movie is so good. That first Mamma Mia is so good. It's so good. Montez. Yeah. Breaking news. Oh, what? Every 993 liked it and followed us. That's six points for you. Nice. There you go. See, you're on the board. Look at this. You're in the pack, Montez. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So I found, this is my bonus one. It's the only Brian Dizyak replying to M at Emma Source Rex. Sex, Emmasaurus Tex. She says, name a movie with an epic car chase scene. Brian goes, Ronin, to live and die in LA, Fast Five. And my unproduced four years later sequel to Smokey and the Bandit, I took the classic car chase to a whole new level, literally. Read it at blacklist.com, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, dude, these four movies we've covered are all movies we covered yeah that you're a perfect target audience member for us this is my bonus one though because I, I don't know if he's i think it's more likely that he get but if, if this guy responds i'm not gonna get points i'm just putting okay. that out there okay, i mean i would fair. love points but i don't think i'm Actually, gonna say something I, like, I don't i don't care either way if you if you do get points on this one good like it's not like i whatever this is the whose line is it anyways of games i'm saying we love all these movies and we've talked about all of them boy do we have a podcast for you so the one I'm going to go with, uh, my, my real deal, is from Ritesh at Ritesh Writer on Twitter. Fast Five to Fast and Furious Six. I don't understand this full tweet. Like, it gets to a point where I'm just like, I don't understand the reference, but I like what he says. Okay. Fast Five to Fast and Furious Six is basically the raddest live-action superhero team movie, movie to sequel evolution because it's effectively following the same principles of world-building as doing a Justice League Begins followed by a Justice League vs. Crime Syndicate. And I'm like, that's I need Nika for that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that he's a writer and a critic. He's got bylines of all these like sites that I read, and just like that's a cool thing. Just like yeah, going from five, laying the baseline, great movie. Six, getting crazy, right? So, exactly. Spot on take. We love it. We agree. Boy, the podcast for you. This is also from a year and a half ago, so who knows? Who knows? But we'll take it. All right, Montez. We have one more game to play. It's called Dude. What's my car? Dude, what's my car? What? Your car, dude. Oh, no. Do you want to guess clues or do you want to guess the car? Give clues or guess the car? I'll try and give clues. I tried okay. this last time. I had, no, I had no clues to give. It's really, really, really tough. It is very tough. I just typed in Gmail, Montez. That's not your name. That's not how it is. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. I, I, I do that all the time that I, like, I'll like try to... Um, like send something to my mom and I'll just start typing mom. Do you do that all the time? In like email instead of like what? their name, like it just like instead of their name, like, like it'll be like write down your mom's name. It'll be like M O and it'll be like, Oh fuck. Not mom. Like her actual name, her human name. Yeah. She has a real name other than that. All right. So this was sent last July by Jake free or subject line car pick. What up? This is a almost of the car. Okay. You'll be able to guess something quite comfortably. I think you have to make sure he gets this one specific part. Um, they this company only made four hundred of these. Oh, low low production. Okay, is it a DeLorean? No, it's a Japanese car. Okay. It's Mona, a did, Japanese you get, did you get it? Car. Yeah. Joe, it is blue. Okay. The hubcaps are gold. It's blue. The hubcaps are gold. Okay, so it's a Subaru. Uh huh. Nice. Thank you. This is the first time that the color actually helps. So color helps Did you man. hear that? <laughs> You're like, it's blue and the hubcaps are gold. Bingo. I knew exactly what it was. Okay, so it's like some kind of goofy STI? Yes. And he it's says, WRX Joe STI. Yes, the STI quite comfortably. I think you need to make sure he gets the other parts. Oh, okay. There's another part to so it. So here's okay. a better way to play this game. What? I don't know what, one, what makes this 
I know what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Like, I get, I've seen the commercials, but I don't know what differentiates <laughs> a Subaru from another Subaru. So ask questions that'll help you narrow down what Subaru it is. Does it have a hatch? No. Okay. Is it like... Uh, oh. I'm so glad the color made, made a difference. We've been playing this for like 100 episodes. Finally matter. Right? For like the first time ever? Like, that's... Yeah, that's rowdy. Um, hmm. Okay. I don't know, like, what kind of... Because, like, okay, so they make, like, the WRX, right? Mm-hmm. And then the STI is, like, the like the souped version of that. Okay? Like, that's, like, the sport... I, I don't know what... A Subaru technical something. It's the, maybe Subaru team something. Okay. But then, like, what's, like, a bonus? Is it, like, a rally edition? No. Remember, remember, there's only 400 of these. There's only four hundred. So, oh, is it the is it like the tenth anniversary edition? Nope, nope. So this is posted on Hot Is four hundred a significant number? Not as far as I can tell. So posted on HotCars.com this January, they say this car is one of the Holy Grail. What is JDM? Uh, Japanese domestic. Drift? Japanese domestic market. Yes, Japanese domestic market. So they say this car is still one of the Holy Grail JDM cars, selling for several hundred thousand dollars when they come up for sale. This was so the um, the impressive the WRX was built with rallying in mind. Yes. So then, with the input of their in-house tuning company STI, they became the manufacturer to beat in the World Rally Championships in the nineties with yes. the WRC as their main weapon. Okay. Blah blah blah. Japanese manufacturers like to build limited edition specials. The WRX has had its fair share of those. However, there's one car that clearly stood out among the hundreds of special edition Imprezas over the years, and that's this one. Considered as the holy grail among Subaru enthusiasts, this is perhaps the most hardcore production Impreza ever made. Here's why. Well, tell me a little bit about why without spoiling what it is. Not only had a five-month production run. Okay. It's very rare, which seems similar. It was built yeah. to commemorate the Subaru's WRC success. It okay. has a bespoke engine, which is probably your actual first real clue. It's got a bespoke body kit. It's only available in a coupe. Another big hint, maybe. Iconic blue and gold colorway. You're welcome. Yes, yeah, that's why, it, like, blue and gold color is always the Subaru package. It's got a Bilstein suspension. It's got impressive acceleration figures. And number one... It fetched over $300,000 in the most recent auction. I have no idea what the special edition is. It Can is you tell me? the yeah. Subaru Impreza 22B STI. Oh, so, okay, so this is one Good of clues, these. Montez. Thank you. <laughs> I, you so. Joe, Joe got that quicker than, like, <laughs> like he got to the thing. And I was just like, I don't know how to play this game with, with a, another person giving. So, sorry. It's okay. I think this is one of these things that, like, um, that everybody argues. I was just reading about WRX STIs, and, like, the STI guys are STI guys. Like, if you like this car, Zach has one. He has it in blue. It's newer. But, like, if you're one of these WRX guys, like, this is the car you buy. You probably had one, and you'll have one forever. Okay, cool. But they argue about, like, what's, like, the best edition of it. And, like, everybody has their own take on, like, which, like, 22B versus, like, 36. They're like, no, 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 but, like, in this year, this thing changed. And, like, this was the best one, but, like, that was less reliable. But um, this is a super, super classic WRX XTI. STI. So uh, it looks beautiful. I love Subaru Blue. I love the gold trim. All it needs is like the rally decals on it, and that would be right right up my alley. I would love it. Well, shout out to Jake for emailing Lynn. If you want yes, to send you. in a car picture for us to guess, family at cageclub.me. I think we have three more to go, including the one that Jerry just sent in the last week or two. Oh, cool. So, you know, we've got six more episodes of this lap that we're going to do this probably every time because um, Montez's 35-point font uh, drives through her notes very quickly. Yes. To fill that time. So if you want to email and picture, family at cageclub.me. But Montez, thank you so much for joining us once again. Yes, of thank course. Thank you, Montez. So you'll be back in three weeks. We're going to keep going forward. We're going to go to Fast and Furious 6. So you're going to be here in three weeks for that. 
Between now and then, Joe, we've got Dark Fury and the Chronicles of Riddick next week, the second installment in that side quest we're doing. Oh, we do. Yeah, we definitely do. Got a bonus episode, Charlie Sheen in The Wraith from 1986. And Life in the Fast Lane, minute 79, coming up then. And then Montos will be on here for Fast and Furious 6. But good stuff coming up. The Wraith I'm excited to watch again. I'm excited to see where this Riddick movie goes, because I don't remember much of Same. it. Same. I'm very, very excited to see where Riddick goes. And I, I don't, I've i never seen The Wraith, so I'm excited to watch that too. Yeah. So that is Lane Middleton's pick, so we'll shout out Lane again on the Wraith episode. But keep an eye out for that in probably early December, patrons. Oh, and uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Well, we did that last week. Uh, this will actually is happy Thanksgiving to the patrons. And happy December. Yeah. No, no, still not. Happy late November to everyone else. <laughs> Well played, sir. I yeah. like that. For all things Too Fast Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on, get ready for this, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at our Too Fast Too Forever.com and our store on TeePublic. And come back next time for Dark Fury, watch that first, and the yep. Chronicles of Riddick. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Ms. Montez. Oh, wait, Montez, you want to plug anything or no? Nah, I, I, don't, I don't have anything. And we'll see. We'll tell you all about it. <laughs> we see you again.